Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. The 21st Psalm, verse 13. We may go over the 12 o'clock just a little bit this morning, but don't you worry about it. Right there, we'll, I believe, have a a good climax to our service this morning as we consider this subject. Psalm 121, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Let's pray. Lord, as we consider the needs, the hurts, and the pains, and the problems we face as your children, help us to remember that it is in you that we have strength. We can turn to you in time of trouble, and you'll never turn us away. Bless every hurting heart, every burdened soul this morning, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. You know, every Sunday, and I suppose probably every service that we have, we ask if there are any prayer requests. We have a list of people in our bulletin for whom we pray, and many times we will name many others we're praying for, particularly as we have for Imogene this morning. And then oftentimes someone will lift up their hand and say, I have an unspoken request. And I'm afraid too often we, we pass over that and don't pause to consider what that possible request might be. If somebody hurting, somebody in need, somebody in distress, and so often we don't give a second thought to what someone else is going through because we have our own set of problems. And you've heard it said many times, I'm sure, don't bother me with that, I've got my own problems. But we have learned as a family that we don't say that. That when somebody hurts, we hurt. When somebody has a problem, we have a problem. When somebody is facing death, we face death. When somebody is destitute, we're all destitute. We are together as a family to lift each other up in support and in prayer and encouragement. 
I'm afraid many times that we do not uh, consider the other person as often as we ought. The old spiritual says something like, Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down. Sometimes I'm almost through the ground. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Yes, the way somebody else knows. We know. We share in those things. Somebody said there are two kinds of people in the world. They're lovers and they're fighters. There are those who are always ready to stand up, bear the fist and smile their lips and say something nasty, mean and ornery. Then there are those who will love you in spite of all the bad, the unfortunate, difficulties that might come. I would like to suggest to you that there are two other kinds of people in the world. There are huggers and there are huggies. There are those who can give of themselves to somebody else in time of need and hug. If only with a handshake, it's a hug. If only with a kind word, it's a hug. If only with a simple prayer, it's a hug. Then there are those who are the huggies who need it so desperately. Who need somebody to reach out and put an arm around them and say, hey, I understand. I love you. I'm concerned. I know what you're going through with. Cannot help. There's a story that I heard, true story, of a young lady and a young man. The young man was going through a terrible time, and the young lady said to him, I want you to know that I know that you're going through difficulties, and I'm concerned about you, and I'm praying for you. And the young lady responded. Well, the young man responded. I appreciate your thoughts and your prayers and your concerns. I'm glad you're doing that for me. And he said, the next time that you're in need, I'll pray for you. He said, it's next time. Oftentimes, do not know 
that in the lives of people sitting near us and around us, it's already next time. Somebody needs that hug. Somebody needs that concern and that sympathy. And I want you to be honest this morning at this point in the service, and we'll come back to it at the end. Some of you are huggers. Some of you are huggies. But I want you to do this morning, and be honest, lift up your hand and admit it. How many of you need that hug? Will you lift up your hand? You need that hug. Look around. Look at the number of hands say, I need a hug. Keep that in mind. I want to talk mostly to the Huggies this morning, very quickly. We want to conclude the service differently than normal today. I've plenty of time to do it. I want to suggest some things to you who are hurting, who have needs. First of all, I want to suggest to you, as I will come back to it at the end of the message, that in spite of the fact that sometimes we are tough-skinned and don't really give those hugs, it's not because we mean ill. It's because we are so self-centered and we would admit it that we sometimes don't do it as much as we ought. When we're aware of the problem, we, like the Lord Jesus, would desire to give help. But when we are down, when we are distressed, when we are hurting in despair, there is an off tendency to become self-centered and turn inward and thinking of nobody but me. And that's understandable and it happens. But if life is going to be serene, if it's going to be peaceful, if life is going to have meaning, then we must look at our trouble in proper perspective. Understand it for what it is. Point number one I would like to make is that we must take a look at our lives in proper perspective to see just what trouble is really doing to us. There is a danger that we will magnify our problem all out of proportion. We begin by saying, oh dear, what will I do? And we begin to run around in circles and never come to any conclusions. And we begin to turn to this direction and that direction, trying to find some solution. We'll go to this church and that church, this doctor and that doctor, this friend and that friend, always seeking and searching because we have turned our attention only upon ourselves. This is what Elijah did after he had the battle with the 400 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. And Jezebel sent him word that she would have his life, and he ran, scared. He had been on top of the mountain and had a tremendous spiritual experience and then fell off that mountain quickly. God said, what are you doing here, Elijah? His complaint was, I'm all alone. Nobody cares. 
There is not another worshiper of God in the whole world but me. He was down in the valley. But he didn't look at it at that point like David did when he wrote the 23rd Psalm. And David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley, he called it the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We're all at times in the valley. And instead of responding like Elijah initially did, the saying, I'm all alone and nobody cares. Let us come back and respond like David. Yes, I know. I've gone through the valley. But I'm not there alone. Because I'm going to lift up my eyes to God. Secondly, we never know what good God has intended for us out of our troubles. We never know. Things often go wrong. We think how terrible it is, and I've been there many, many times. And I'm disappointed. I'm absolutely distressed with my condition, as you have been with yours. It is a tragedy insurmountable. I don't know where to turn or what to do. I thought of Joseph, a young man whose brothers hated him, and put him in a hole in the ground and held him there until they could sell him into Egypt as a slave. And I can imagine that Joseph must have thought how terrible it is that this has happened. He must have wept and maybe even cursed his brothers and saying, I'll get even with you for doing this to me. But God meant it for good. God meant it as the means whereby he could save the entire nation of Israel from starvation. And because of that experience would be capable of bringing the Lord Jesus into the world. You see, we don't know what's over the next hill. What God's plan is. And from our pit, we can see nothing but the walls around us and crowding us in and cannot find any possible good that could come out of our trouble. But God is there preparing us for something great that we don't have the slightest idea of what it is. His plan for us to bring us out of our distress because when we're in trouble and the sides of the pit around us, there's only one way to look at Too many times when we're looking at feet. As long as we look at our feet, our troubles are going to be insurmountable. 
but who will look up will see God. Thirdly, the troubles that we undergo requires us to draw upon strength that we didn't know that we had. Paul was a man who was burdened and troubled by many things, by physical ailments, and I think his partial blindness, by his own people turning against him, his own family, and the difficulties that he had in persecution of every nature. But he said to the church of Philippi in the fourth chapter, he said, I've learned in whatever state I am, therewith to be content. How can we be content with our state in life when we're troubled? Someone, and I don't know who the author of this is, said that a Christian is like a nail. The harder you pound it, the deeper we go. Our strength is not in us. Our strength is in the roots from which we come. Our strength is not in our mind, nor in our physical capacities, nor in our emotional strength. Our strength is in the Lord. Trouble calls upon us to reach deep inside our soul and bring out of us those things that will sustain us called faith, called trust, called love, called the Holy Spirit, called the source of our strength is in Jesus Christ. There is in every Christian an unseen and oft-times unrecognized reservoir of strength that God himself put there, and he expects us to draw upon it. We may be discouraged, but listen, we're not defeated. You might break our body, but you'll not break our spirit. Someone might even take our life and never take our soul because it belongs to Jesus Christ. We sang a hymn about an anchor. I have an anchor that will not allow me to drift on the sea of life because I am secure in someone called Jesus Christ. Yes, we may be abused by our troubles in life, but we're not beaten. Fourthly, let me say that we need to call on outside strength. Elijah said, I alone am left. God showed him that there were 7,000 men of Israel that had never bowed beneath the veil. You think you're all alone? You think nobody really cares? No, no. No, no. Listen. If you have a problem 
every member of this family carries to some degree. Forgive us if we don't show it well. We're not alone. The scripture says, even though my father and my mother would forsake me, then the Lord would take me up. If every, if every member of this church would forsake you and leave you alone, and never have any concern about you again forever, the Lord said, I will never forsake you. I'll never forsake you. The scripture says that the Lord is my strength. But it asks the question, of whom then shall I be afraid? Do you hurt? Yes, many, many, most of you, more than half at least, held up your hand and said, I hurt. I have a burden, I have a problem. Please tell us when you do, so that we can help do you know someone who has a problem, who has a burden, who's hurting? You saw the hands this morning. Then go to somebody and give them a hug and say, I care. I love you. I'm concerned. I know you're hurt. You're hurting. Don't be ashamed. Say, hey, it's next time. If you know that person who has, who's going through the experience of next time, let the tears flow as you hug, as you share, as you show the love that is in us, came from God above. We want to give it to somebody. What I want to do in closing here, come on, Danny uh, and uh, Patty, and get ready. As we close this service, I am going to extend an invitation. If you're not a Christian, to come forward. Come on up here and meet me at the front, and we'll deal with that issue and introduce you to the church. But I'm going to ask as we stand, you huggers, we'll find a huggy. And say, hey, I know you have a need. Can I help? Love, share, give. Huggies, accept it, will you? Admit that you have a need, that you can't do it alone. Will you do it? Then you're going to leave us right here? Okay, what number? 293. Come on, stand as we sing. Get out of your seats and go find somebody to share with them in this time of need. Will you?
Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com. 
www.sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.